Week number two of the NFL football season got underway last night, Thursday night football. Eagles winning 34-28, a final score that probably looked a little closer than what it was. Give credit to the Vikings for continuing to hang around and fight. Might have had a chance to win it if it wasn't for a touchdown that went out the back or out the side of the end zone. Justin Jefferson reaching for the pylon and the ball slips through his hands and goes out of bounds. I saw a lot of things last night on social media talking about how why in the world is that rule, like they hate that rule. I'm just like, it's a great rule. It's a great rule. It's about fairness. There's too many rules in the in all of sports, but in particular football, that are meant for the offensive side to have an advantage. Why not? Why can't this one? If the offensive player can't hold on to the ball as he's trying to break the plane of the end zone, then it's fine. It should go back to the defense if it goes out of bounds. Sounds great to me. Sounds fair. Got to give some advantages to the defense, folks. Defenses are people, too. Uh, anyway, good Friday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz. Uh, on 1025 U-Rock, uh, of course, broadcast, simulcasting on AM730, Fox Sports, Tri-State Online, NWKSRadio.net, the Rock Game app. So glad you're with us here on this September the 15th, already halfway through the month of September. It's hard to believe, but it is true. Uh, today's program, once again, Connor Nickel going to join the show. We'll be visiting him about a great slate of high school football, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. We'll also touch on uh, Sunflower Sports Solutions Athletes of the Week, so plenty to get to coming up here on Friday's show. We will get to my picks after a rough week last week, looking to bounce back with uh, six picks this week. That's a full slate. I've got both college football and NFL. So uh, got six picks to make on the on the regional teams, and I'll uh, see what we can do with that. But that's coming up here uh, later on in the program with picks. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to start off the show talking about Thursday night football and a little bit, you know, not that it has anything to do with our regional teams, but Eagles really went old school last night. If you didn't watch it, the Eagles ran the football a ton. DeAndre Swift, who was a Georgia running back, was drafted by the Lions. They didn't really work out there. Went to Philadelphia. Had 28 carries, 175 yards, and a touchdown for DeAndre Swift. They ran for 200 and almost 260 yards did Philadelphia last night and threw it for just 190. So they had a game plan in mind. That they were just going to pound it at the Vikings, and it worked successfully. The Vikings defense could not get off the field. Uh, the Vikings offense continued to showcase that they have got great playmakers on the outside uh, with Addison and Jefferson. Uh, their wide receivers are tight end. TJ Hawkinson had two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins threw four touchdowns but no picks, but he continues to struggle in prime time, does Kirk Cousins. Although I don't know if it was really his fault this time. His team could have won. Justin Jeff, I mean, you never know. Justin Jefferson, if he holds onto that ball and he breaks the plane and they get six, does that uh, automatically mean a win in the fir- uh, with that happening in the first half? No. But, you know, you never know. So, uh, anyway, a 34-28 win for the Eagles over the Vikings. Uh, Philadelphia 2-0, Vikings 0-2 to begin this season. And plenty more to get to uh, with the NFL coming up a little bit later on in the program also had some local sports going on last night uh hoxie volleyball hosted a triangular and they continue to show why they're one of the better teams in the region hoxie is as they defended their home court and swept both mccook high school and colby high school last night there at its home training so they welcomed in two bigger schools mccook i think is a it's either class b or c1 now size school which would be the second or third biggest classification in nebraska and Colby, of course, a 3A school, while Hoxley sitting there at the, uh, the 2A level, welcoming a couple of bigger schools, and they took care of them in straight sets last night. Uh, that improved Hoxley to 10-2 and this season. They only have two losses. They've looked really, really good. 
Uh, in the other match of the night, it was Colby losing in three sets to McCook. So a tough night for the uh, Lady Eagles as they dropped in three to McCook. That was the only local sporting event going on. I know there's some cross-country going on, but I could not find any results from the Joaquini Trigo invite, which is where uh, Goodland, Colby, uh, Quinter, a majority of our area teams are running, but I did not find any results from that from yesterday. Uh, speaking of volleyball, it's a very busy Saturday ahead uh, with tournament play. In fact, multiple area teams going to one of four different tournaments uh, on Saturday. You have Coxie and Quinter both going south to play in the Dighton tournament Saturday. Decatur Community is going to McCook for a tournament there. And Oakley, they're heading way east, south of where I'm from, uh, there on Highway 81. They are going to the Republic County Tournament in Belleville on Saturday. So a very, very long road trip ahead for the Lady Plainsmen. And, then of course, the Goodland Cowgirls, who I saw were up and practicing this morning. They, they will be at Russell uh, here on Saturday. So... Russell, Saturday for the Goodland Cowgirl volleyball team. Uh, and, of course, cannot forget that uh, Colby Community College volleyball, after a day off Wednesday, returns to the floor Saturday down at Hutchinson. And they will play, uh, like I said, they will play Hutch Community College. Also, Colby Tennis uh, in action today as well. Thank you to listener Ben sending out the results from that uh, Trigo Community Cross Country meet. Looked like. Uh, once again, I'm looking this up on the computer, and my screen is not the best. I think this is boys, or is this girls? This is the girls. Quinter finished in first place. Sorry, no, Oakley finished in first place. Quinter in second. St. Francis fourth, and Goodland finishing in fifth in the team scores. Thank you to Ben for sending in a picture of uh, the varsity girls race results from yesterday at Joaquini. I could not find it. I looked for it, but I could not find it yesterday. But uh, like I said, a very back to my original point, very busy Saturday coming up here in volleyball. Uh, week three of the high school football season gets going tonight. Boy, what a slate. Man, this is a great slate of games. Um, the best game probably on the slate is Hoxie hosting Wichita County. That is going to be a dandy of a football game. Both This has become a really great rivalry over the previous few years because both these teams have played in the regular season and on top of that they usually play you know some and they, they usually play in the postseason whether it's early or it's late in the postseason they usually play and it's usually a deciding factor on who ends up going and playing for a state title so the Hoxie Indians and the Wichita County Indians have become a great rivalry two great coaches and coach Douglas and coach Barr squaring off against each other in Hoxie tonight both these teams love to run the football. They both have ran for over 400-plus yards in two games. They're very successful at it. Um, but, yeah, just what a great game tonight that should be uh, between Hoxie and Wichita County. So I, I look forward to seeing how that game shakes out here later tonight. I know in the previous years, at least recently last year, Wichita County got the best of Hoxie, obviously, Wichita County going on to uh, win state. But, this is, a, this is, I would say, each year is a new year. And we will see what uh, what Hoxie has done to counteract that. Wichita County has graduated some players, not all. They still have some great players back from that great team last year. Hoxie graduated some guys, still some great players back. Hoxie graduated a lot of guys, but still have a good team. So I look forward to seeing how that game shakes out. That's probably the game of the night in our area. Hoxie hosting Wichita County, a matchup of unbeatens 
which would be a really, really big football game. Uh, a couple of other real, another really good one is in six man. Uh, as you have Shy Lynn, uh, Shy Lynn going to Ashland in a matchup of top five teams in six man. You're going to see the two, I, I don't want to say the two best, but you're going to see a probably five to six of the best six man football players in the state on the same field at the same time in Ashland tonight. That ought to be a really, really good game between Shylin and Ashland. Great players, of course, and Logan McCarty and Pablo Bermudez and the Kretzer kid. There's plenty of great players up there. Coach Matt Walden does a great job. Phenomenal and good friend of the program up at Shylin. They're going to have their hands full with the top team in Ashland. They've got, uh, as Connor Nickel has said before, um, you know, they've got about five. They probably got the best six players in all of six man, uh, but not much depth behind that. And Shyland maybe have the maybe three of the best players in all of six man in the players I recently mentioned. So that's going to be a dandy of a game. I expect, I don't know, like when you get in a six man and it's a really good game, do you expect to see like a 60 to 60 score maybe? I don't know. Or, or are we going to see some good defense out there and maybe. Some other things. I, don't, I expect more of a high-scoring affair. But that ought to be a dandy of a game. So the two best games, in my opinion, in the slate this weekend or tonight will be Hoxie hosting Wichita County in eight-man and Shiloh going on the road to Ashland in a matchup of top five teams. Big, big games there tonight. Uh, some other really good games. How about 2-0 Rollins County coming off a huge win over Dighton, handing the Hornets their first regular season loss in a couple of years. They go to Wallace County. And take on Kyle Gefeller's Wildcats. That should be a really good game uh, between those two clubs there. Uh, you have a unbeaten Quinter team hosting a angry Dighton team that lost, like I mentioned, for the first time. That ought to be a good game between Quinter and Dighton. That's another really good one. So there's four games right there of eight and six-man games that should be really good tonight. Really, really good. Um, you know, and some other interesting storyline games like for example, St. Francis hosting Decatur Community. That's a matchup of two winless teams. Someone's going to get a win tonight in that. Someone's going to get a win. So St. Francis, Decatur Community, someone's going to end up getting a number in the left side of the win, the last column. So that'll be interesting to see who ends up getting that one. Uh, some other games tonight include Golden Plains at Deerfield and Six Man. Weskin going to Western Plains. Healy Greeley County is on the road at Rolla. Uh, Wheatland Grinnell hosting Reno County Homeschool tonight are the Thunderhawks. I don't know where. I'm guessing they're out of Reno County, um, but I'm not sure where that is. Uh, and then Oakley, who's had a really rough start to the year. Great friend of the program, Jeff Hennick and his Plainsmen have a tough start to the year. They've really struggled to get anything going offensively. Like, they barely have over 200 yards of offense through two games. Now, they've played, but they've played two really good programs. The thing is, they're going to play three really good programs in a row to kick off the year. They lost big at Hayes TMP. They were shut out. They took on uh, Phillipsburg, which is a really good team. Got got to, got beaten by multiple scores there. And now they take on a 2-0 Norton team that's very, very good. Who just got a big win over Smith Center in a little scoring affair, as that game usually happens to be. But yeah, I mean, Oakley, Norton tonight. Plainsmen will have their hands full against the 2-0 Blue Jays. Uh, that is for sure. And then you move up into the uh, 3A games tonight. You've got Colby. Coming off a loss to Holyoke, Colorado on homecoming, looking to rebound. I think they're going to be able to get that done tonight. They go and face an 0-2 Cimarron team. Uh, I like the Eagles' chances in that one. 
I was looking at the Massey ratings late last night as I was laying in bed, uh, and I was looking at seeing what some of these predictors are saying. And according to the Massey ratings, Colby has a 65% chance of winning this game. Um, 28-20 is the predicted score by the Massey ratings. Uh, so, you know, eight and a half is the line at the margin at this point in time. And looking at a total of around 57 points, 57, 58 points uh, between Colby and Cimarron. I guess I'll be surprised if, I'll be a bit surprised if Colby only wins by eight. I, I think I think Cimarron has struggled a little bit more than Colby has for the first two games. I'd expect Colby to cover that eight and a half in margin in my point. That's just my thought on it. Um, we'll see. Colby, like I said, they, they they had a great game against Ulysses, uh, but Ulysses has proven to not be much through two games. We'll see what they do against Cimarron, but Cimarron to me is a lot like Ulysses, a team that hasn't shown much through two games. So Colby tonight, uh, I would expect to pick up their second win uh, over Cimarron. And then you have the Goodland Cowboys at home for homecoming tonight. Taking on the Lake and Bronx and head coach Chris Bamberger, who have built a really good program down there at Lakin. Uh, the Bronx are 2-0. The Cowboys are 0-2. I still can't believe when I look at the Massey ratings that they have Goodland winning by 13 by two touchdowns. Um, that almost blows my mind that they have them beating that. There's two things that have stood out to me so far this year is that the Cowboys have struggled to run the football. And probably more importantly, they have struggled to stop the run. And Lakin is a great running team. They have put up over 50-plus points in each of their first two contests, albeit against Syracuse and Stanton County, which I don't know how great those programs are. But they put up 50-plus points and have allowed only 14 points per game. They have ran all over the first two teams that they have faced. You know, putting up over 300 yards rushing in each game. That's, to me, that's not a great, in my mind, that's not a great um, combination here. If you're a team that struggles to stop the run and you're facing a team that loves to run the ball, uh, that's it. That's not a great combination right now. Maybe some changes that Coach Moser has made to the defensive side of the ball, moving some pieces around, maybe that's going to help that. But just based upon what we've seen through two ball games, you know, is Goodland going to be able to hold up against a team that runs it really, really good? Through two games, they haven't proven to do that against teams that, well, Ray runs it really good. Burlington hadn't run it very good until they faced Goodland. So we'll find out tonight when the Goodland Cowboys take on the Lake and Bronx. Um, Goodland, we'll see. Are they going to continue to throw the ball more? That's been about the only offense they've had. They have struggled so mightily to run the football. I think they're averaging like 30 yards per game rushing it. And and now they've got to find a way to to, to put up more points and, and to be more efficient on offense. And I think they're still searching for ways to run the football more effectively. How do they do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's It is impressive to me to see a football team that actually has size for the first time in a while up front and not get a push. Um, that that does surprise me a bit. I know the Cowboys are playing with some more youthful guys in the backfield that haven't played these spots a lot. I get that, but games are won and lost in the trenches and just haven't seen the push up front that 
I kind of thought we would see, especially even after the Jamboree where I saw quite a bit of push up front by the Goodland Cowboy offensive line. So we'll see about tonight. But the Cowboys winless. Some people think it's going to be an upset. And according to the Mastery, I think it's going to be a two-touchdown win for the Cowboys. At some point, here's the thing. Lakin's got athletes. Great athletes. Maddox Beltron, Coulter Oldham, one of the great multi-sport athletes. Armando Salcedo is a great track athlete and a great uh, speedster on the outside. Goodland better be prepared because if if you have a breakdown in this triple option attack of Lakin, they're going to bust and it'll be over. If someone doesn't have the quarterback, if someone doesn't have the fullback on the dive, if someone doesn't have the pitch man, it's six. You have to be assignment sound in triple option football defensively to face it. And right now you got to make sure that I've got to have the dive man. You're going to get the quarterback, and you're going to have the pitch man because if one of those things breaks down, you could get stop the dive. He pulls it out of the belly. He runs around the edge. Oh, there's someone with the quarterback. There's the pitch man out to the to the tailback. Well, we didn't. We forgot about him. And there's Salcedo running down the sideline with his great track speed for six. He's a home run hitter. Him and him and Maddox Beltron are both guys that if they get loose, they're gone. Colter Oldham is a guy that will just continue to pound at the middle of your defense. He's a physical back, and he ran for over 280 yards last year in a win for Lakin down in Lakin. So, Cowboys better. Some answers defensively to stop the run, and hopefully they can continue to feed Lincoln, cure the ball. Lincoln Cure has had a phenomenal start to the season. He's been unbelievable, uh, living up to the hype and to the expectations of what I think was put on him over the summer. He has lived up to it. You know, six receiving touchdowns. He's accounted for, golly, I don't know, at least a third, probably close to half of the Cowboys' total offensive numbers. But I have a feeling good teams are good. Chris Bramberger's a great coach. They're going to find a way to say, we're not going to let three beat us. I don't care if we got to put three guys on him. Then that's something the Cowboys have to take advantage of something else. By the way, shout out to Lincoln Cure. Uh, the, the offers from Power 5 schools have rolled in this week. He started the year with offers from Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas, Missouri. That offer list has now grown. I'm going to forget some, but Penn State, Wisconsin, Purdue, Vanderbilt. Uh, the offers continue to roll in for him. I've probably missed one. Those are not small schools. Those are football schools. Wisconsin, Penn State's a top five program. Big time schools are calling Lincoln Cure's phone number. Big time schools. And it's really only just begun. But I'm so intrigued to see how can the Cowboys continue to use him effectively and continue to get the ball in his hands so he can make plays. And I'm continue, I'm interested to see how do opposition say, we're not going to let that happen. Someone else is going to have to beat us. I'm intrigued to see how that shakes out here over the next few weeks. Starting tonight with Lakin because, like I mentioned, Chris Bamberger, a great coach. A great coach. He's won at a lot of places. He had great success at Nest City. He came to Lakin. He's built that program from the ground up. They are having good success. They, went, they had six wins last year. And they're off to a great 2-0 dominant start this year. And they took care of the Cowboys last year pretty easily. Another big thought for the night before we get to break for Goodland, turnovers. Cowboys have got to find a way to stop turning the ball over. Coming into tonight, through 20 games of the Jordan Moja era, the Cowboys have committed 49 turnovers. That is two and a half per game. Got to cut down on the turnovers. And this is a team that wants to run the football. You're not throwing it where 
you know, two, you know, three things can happen when you throw it. It's complete, which is good. The too bad, of course, incomplete or intercepted. The Cowboys aren't throwing as much as they well, they are throwing it now, but they weren't trying to. They've tried to run it. They've got to hold on to the ball, ball security, and and not beat themselves. That would certainly help. So we'll see tonight. Should be very, very interesting between the Cowboys and Lakin. I know some people are really thinking it's going to be a really, really good game. I think it will be a good game. Some people are picking the Cowboys to win. Once again, like I said, I I don't th- I, I think it's a game. I think Goodland can win every game if they play to their potential. But the key is following doing your assignment, doing your job, not turning the ball over. And on top of that, you got to stop the run. You got to find a way to run the ball a little bit more effectively. All right, 731 in the Mountain Time Zone, 831 Central Time. We'll take a break. When we come back. Connor Nickel, our friend from S3 and also K Preps, joins us next here on the Morning Blitz.